0: Reggie. Yeah. You find yourself at the top of a high tower. Scaly toes curled over the edge of of the battlement. But you're not scared. A gust of wind picks up at your back and you feel yourself begin to tip forward into the mist shrouded beyond. But you spread your wings and flap once to regain your balance. As you take in your surroundings, all you see is grey mist, punctuated by the tops of black trees. Something glistens in the distance. Something you desperately need.
1: I want it. I want to fly at it. I want to fly to okay. it.
0: Okay. I need it. Yeah, you're You're gonna go get it. Yeah. Your wings Carry you forward with every beat. You are surrounded and filled by air. It holds you aloft. It whistles through the hollows of your bones. It tickles your feathers. Your destination is up ahead. You see on the surface of the cloud below you the shadow of a much bigger bird. It encloses your own so that you can no longer see the difference. You hear a cry above you. And know that it is a red-winged hawk. Are you going to fight or evade?
1: Uh, evade. It's bigger.
0: Okay. It it dives at you when it sees you, and you pinwheel out of the way, rolling over and over in the air. And it continues its dive, unable to pull up fast enough to catch up to you, as you wing it out of there uh, having outmaneuvered the hawk you find yourself closer than ever to what you seek the mist begins to dissipate as you fly lower weaving between the trees you twist and roll as the forest grows thicker but you are close to that thing you desire the thing you need desperately you can't slow down or stop
2: then then I keep going. Yeah, I mean All right. no breaks. I'm if if I can't, I'm going.
0: Do you fly lower into the trees or are you going to stay above the tops where it's um where you can kind of stay out of the out of the thickage?
1: Can I see better in the trees or above the trees for my target?
0: you can probably, you have a better chance of just coming upon it if you fly low through the trees, but it's more dangerous. You are safer from hitting a tree, getting caught in its branches if you fly above the tree line, but you have a chance of missing what you are looking for.
1: Then I go in the tree line.
0: Okay. You go, you, you go down into the trees. Yes. All right. You are are buffeted on either side by the, the thick branches of the trees as the forest begins to, to grow around you. It seems the air becomes both warmer and more condensed. It. It isn't quite the the fresh, clean air of the pure, open sky. But just as you begin to feel disoriented and, and lost in the forest, it all at once opens up into a wide clearing. In the center is a whirling vortex of air. Twigs, leaves, dust, blades of grass, all caught up in this cyclone whirling up and around into the sky. The thing you seek is right in the middle. You catch a glint of steel and your small, rapid heartbeat grows faster still. How are you going to get to it?
2: I am going to... How tall
1: is it? Like, how high does this storm go?
0: It goes up into kind of the top of the tree line surrounding it, it seems like it may dissipate at the top. That seems like there is a chance you could fly to the top and dive through the center where there may be kind of an eye of the storm or you can allow yourself to be, to be caught up in the vortex and try and work your way toward the center.
1: I want to try going above and in through the eye first.
0: All right. You circle to gain height, being careful not to let yourself be enveloped in this whirling cyclone. You give a wide circle around it, almost to the edge of the clearing as you gain height with every rotation. You reach the top, you fly above the storm, almost up into your original height in the sky. And as you reach the top, you allow yourself to almost fall downward. The the, the rate at which you are flying straight down is almost as if you were falling. You gather speed as you descend. You catch the glint again of, of the thing that you need. And you plunge into the vortex. And all at once it grows still. Giving you a fleeting glimpse at what is inside. Before your, your, your surroundings become strange. There is a woman in the distance. Wearing an odd looking motorcycle helmet. You have fleeting images of of what is to come you see a hillside you see a wall you see a cup you reach for the thing you almost grab it and you wake up it's christmas morning
2: where are you um you know i suppose he went he went home, so I'm
1: at the family mansion
0: okay what is what does home look like for you?
1: Home is kinda lonely um it's it's a big house. it's very spacious, but he's an only kid. I also don't know enough to like describe architecture or styles or whatnot, but it's it's really just him and whichever tutors maids butlers whoever happens to be around uh so i don't think i think christmas is one of the few days that mom and dad were around though so it's probably it's probably a nicer warmer happier time for him okay
0: you uh, shake your head as if clearing it of something that you don't quite remember and as you Slide your feet out of bed and in to your warm, fuzzy wool slippers. You are filled with the feeling of loss of having almost reached some goal, almost understood, some grand concept before it was lost and You try to regain that holiday feeling as you go down to join your family for Christmas breakfast. William, you're sleeping. In your dream, you are also sleeping dreaming sluggish full-bellied predator dreams you awaken still dreaming to to smoke filling your nostrils look around you and countless animals are running past you across the savannah and they are not running away from you for once you rise slowly to your four heavy paws and look around The smoke has already clouded your senses, but you see the wall of fire consuming the brush. But the fire stands between you and something in the distance. Something you desperately need.
1: I run through the fire. I run for it.
0: Okay. You have no difficulty moving through the chaos. Animals part to either side as you lope past them, tufted tail swishing in agitation. You bare your teeth at anyone who stands in your path too long. You are saving up your speed, your short, powerful sprint that can propel you to take down an eland for the leap into the flames. Your claws dig into the earth as you build up for that surge of speed. Tossing your mane in defiance, you run into the fire. It blazes hot for a moment and the smell of singeing fur grows stronger, stays with you as you run. You feel a searing heat all around you, and for a moment, it is as though you are made of fire, a being one with the burning brush. The transition is stark. You blink a few times to clear the smoke, and before you is a blackened waste.
2: Um, do I see the thing?
0: You can't quite tell where it is in all of this Blackness.
2: Then I think the only thing is to keep moving forward.
0: You shake the soot out of your fur and now you are the only thing bright golden red in this place and still beyond you is your goal. You open your mouth and intone a long, low, sonorous roar Hear it echo off the thing you are seeking. I move in that direction. Visibility is still low, but as you crest the top of a hill, you find a dip in the earth full of still-burning brush and bright, smoldering coals. It hurts your eyes just to look at it, But in the midst of the flame is an object glowing with heat, unbearably bright with the relentless light of fire.
2: I slowly move towards it. Your
0: paws feel like they're beginning to melt. As you move into this mass of, of burned plant matter, these still glowing red coals, you begin to growl with the sheer pain of it. But just as your hunting instincts kicked in when you charged toward the flames, your sheer determination, your... Your tenacity keeps you going into this burning mass of carnage. And you prepare prepare yourself for one last leap toward the object of your need. Like it was the prey you have been hunting all day and you're going for the throat. And you see several things at once. You see a woman with a strange motorcycle helmet on her head. You are in several places at once. You are on a hillside. You are underground in a cave. You see a tree. You see the ring in the snout of a bull. You
2: reach for what you're looking for, and you wake up. Where are you? Um, I'm on a couch in the living room um, just fell asleep there the night before
0: you're at home? yes okay you wake up the living room has been decorated. Uh there are little chalkboard signs everywhere that say things like Merry and Bright and Joyo Noel. Uh and there's a one of those white trees, you know, the Mm -hmm. Christmas tree, but it's all black and white. Yeah. Uh and the 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 lights and the ornaments are all in metallic gold and silver And there are presents beneath the tree that, uh, or there are show show boxes beneath the tree, so they can stay for decoration even after you open your actual gifts. And they're all in the same kind of matching wrapping paper. You are up earlier, you know, than your mom or dad and you head up to your room maybe to to keep sleeping till everyone is up maybe to just be alone and at at your desk in your room sitting on your desk with uh as an oddly caring touch the the lamp turned and pointed at the thing on the desk with the with the light switched on as if it's in a tiny spotlight Uh, a gift on your desk that is in not the gray and silver striped uh, uniform wrapping of the presents under the tree but in some christmas paper that must have been dug out of the attic from years and years ago that's bright greens and reds is a small box with a card attached that just says Merry Christmas, Love, Dad. Sorry I couldn't be there.
2: William opens the gift.
0: Inside is a tie and a tie pin the tie pin is um in the shape of a little sword and the um the tie is in uh kind of this it's a solid color but a, it's, it's solid gray, but then the, um, a kind of swirly pattern stands out on its, uh, on its surface. And it's kind of a cool texture when you run your, th- run your thumb over it. Um, and you aren't sure what to feel about this present. But lingering in your mind from that dream is the inescapable feeling that you just missed something. Marcy, you are a strong digger, but you did not dig this burrow. It has provided you rest and shelter for the night. And if its unfortunate occupant returns, all the better for you. You taste the damp, warm underground air whipping your tongue out experimentally as you slowly begin to uncoil your lithe, muscled body. Your senses detect something in the, difference, in the distance, something you desperately need.
3: I slither towards it.
0: You, Your shifting coils propel you out of the burrow and through the high grass. You are a ground creature, close enough to the earth as to be a part of it. The grass barely stirs overhead as it parts for you, the earth cradling you and keeping you from danger. Large walking things crash around you, but there is power in being beneath their notice. Something moves the grass ahead of you. Something low-slung and sleek-furred. An ermine, perhaps. It eyes you curiously before baring its teeth.
2: Hmm. I attempt to hide? You deviate from your path
0: temporarily to hide from the ermine and to maybe find another way around another way to get to your goal but it catches sight of your tail as you whip off into the side and it's going to try and chase after you
1: I slither as fast as I can to the goal or in the direction anyways
0: You can tell you are growing closer. The shifting ground beneath you tells you so. As your body bends and twists behind you in its curving pattern, moving you through the grass, your eyes stay straight ahead, looking at the thing ahead of you. The tree that is not a tree, emerging straight and solid from the ground. Behind you, you hear the chattering hiss of the ermine as it has intercepted your path once again.
2: So the ermine's behind me?
0: It's following you still.
2: Can I tell how close? Probably pretty close. I whip around to face it.
0: You face it, it rocks back on its paws and gives you a a challenging hiss.
1: I bear my fangs and open my mouth as wide as I possibly can and try to stand as
2: tall and firm as if I'm ready to strike.
0: It kind of rocks back on its paws and you can tell it is also ready to spring.
2: I lunge for its throat.
0: You wrap around the ermine. You wrap and wrap, securing its limbs to its side as you strike at its neck. You keep coiling around in the ermine and rolling over and over in the grass until its thrashing stops and it is still your bunching coils release its limp body, you unlatch your, your, your fangs from its neck, and you continue on a journey. Too big to eat, and the thing you seek is
2: still out there. I pursue further towards my goal.
0: As you approach the object, the tree that is not a tree, you know what you must do. You tunnel into the earth, coiling about the object as you did the ermine, winding your way downward and letting the earth envelop you, all the time getting closer to the answer, as if you know that at the bottom there is there is something that makes this thing what it is, something dangerous yet all the more desirable. In the dark of underground, you see strange things. You see a woman with a a strange-looking helmet. You see a pen on a table. You see a hillside. You see a crumbling wall. You see the skyline of a city. And you wake up.
2: Where are you? Uh, it's Christmas morning, yes. It is Christmas morning. Uh, I awaken on the
1: couch, actually. I, um, I got up in the middle of the night that night before, and I was wrapping some Christmas presents for my dad and uh I sort of passed out on the couch afterwards uh, It's pretty early in the morning, so uh he's not awake yet. I'd imagine he's pretty tuckered out.
0: You I- wake up, you roll off the couch and You head toward the kitchen so that when your dad finally emerges from his room in his pajamas and a fluffy robe, rubbing at his eyes and yawning, you are there to hand him a cup of coffee, which he sets down and wraps his arm around you in a hug, whispering. Merry Christmas into your hair Merry Christmas Dad in his arms you are full of love for your dad and and grief at one more Christmas without your mom and another feeling that you can't get out of your head as if you just realized the greatest secret of all reality and immediately forgot it. Norman, you are in the water. Where else would you be? The stream is flowing fast and bringing with it tempting bits of detritus and you reach out and pluck tasty morsels out of the current with your claws. Life is good. On the edge of the stream where water meets rock, your spiny feet planted in the shallows, you suddenly understand that there is something in the distance, something you desperately need. And with a pop you dive into the water.
2: Ooh, okay.
3: I swim towards the thing.
0: Okay. Your the the swimmerettes along your body uh activate and propel you through the water, moving perfectly in sync, your timing impeccable. Uh, you let the current carry you for a while and uh, a dark shape rises from the deepest part of the stream.
3: Just like below me or just a little it, bit ahead of me? where, Ahead of where, you. Where in, Ahead of me, okay.
0: Yeah, you're headed straight toward it.
3: Okay, I probably get a little scared and, and try and go around it or try and not be seen by it. Probably more trying to hide from it.
0: So you dart backwards, segmented tail folding in on itself with force, propelling you back out of the reach of the snapping turtle as you shoot into some, into some water reed on the, uh, on the side of the stream and you hide there and wait for it to pass. Once the turtle is out of sight, What do you do?
3: I use my claws to cut some of the reeds and use them to sneak away. Just some moving plants along the the floor. It's okay.
0: You creep along the bed of the stream with the plants held in front of you like shields of uh, shielding you from the sight of any fish or other water creatures swimming above as you continue to creep towards your goal you arrive at a place where the stream converges with other streams and joins the wide river and the place where this happens is Full of rapids and little waterfalls and uh, dangerous things for a being as small as
2: yourself. But my, the thing I need is still further. The thing you
0: need is somewhere further on, somewhere at the bottom of the massive river.
3: I think I'd just jump into the rapids then.
0: You jump straight into the rapids, your tiny body being buffeted about by the, uh, by the rocks and by the fast flowing water and you, your armored segmented body barely withstands its force. One of your legs is torn loose from your body, and you notice it with distress, but you accept it with the realization and the understanding that it will grow back if only you give it time, and you continue on. Deep in the river, you can tell you are getting close to your goal. You know that it is deep within this hole, this underwater tunnel made of made of plant matter and shifted rocks and shells. You can see it as clearly as if you are there. The thing you need is down this tunnel.
2: I make my way down that tunnel.
0: And it opens up into an underwater cave. You can see with the extra colors that only creatures like you can see the thing ahead that you need, you can almost make it out, almost determine what it is. And you see other things, things your little crustacean brain doesn't quite comprehend. A woman in a strange motorcycle helmet. A hillside, a crumbling wall, a pipe organ. And then you wake up. It's Christmas morning.
2: Where are you? Norman is in his childhood room
3: um, in the the parent part of Forsyth. Um, probably just gets up, realize like shakes his shakes his head and wipes his eyes and then realizes what day it is and as the excitable child we all know Norman to be, runs downstairs to to see the, the presence under the tree.
0: Yeah, for a moment, Norman, it feels like you are four years old again, and six, and 12, and 17. This ritual over and over that you run downstairs early on christmas morning the tree is packed with ornaments that you and your mother have collected over the years antiques and uh and memorabilia from your favorite shows and all kinds of incongruous things packed onto the same christmas tree and underneath a Modest array of brightly wrapped gifts. And of course, ready to greet you with open arms is your mother. And she is still just strong enough to pick you up and whirl you around as Mm -hmm. you go to hug her. And then she puts a plate of waffles in front of you. And as you dig in, the flavor of your delicious breakfast is not quite enough to erase from your mind the feeling of elation of the best moment of your life that you can't quite remember. It's Christmas morning. Someone else wakes up. She is lying on her couch in her house where she lives alone. She is dressed in her clothes from the previous day. And lying on her chest is an open book. Her hands rest on its spine, one folded over the other. A motorcycle helmet is on her head. One of those round ping pong ball shaped ones from old movies. And it's covered in runes and symbols and the same symbols that are drawn in chalk all around her couch in her living room. As she comes back to her senses and relives her dreams and ensures that each one reached its destination, she sits up, removes her helmet, and smiles.